Our first reading today, the prophet Isaiah speaks about God becoming and God being our strength. We hear in our second reading about the sanctifying grace of God, that we are the people that because of God's love have been sanctified, have been changed and transformed by his grace. And in the gospel, we have the moment in which John the Baptist names Jesus to be Lord and Savior and Redeemer when he says, Behold the Lamb of God. The readings that we have this weekend they help us to see how God's grace is meant to be at work within our lives. Because when God calls us, when God desires us to be, when God desires to be our strength, the prophet Isaiah calls us first the servants of God. And that's important because it means that we belong to the household of God, that we are his. That we have an anchor and we have a rootedness in who we are. But then the prophet Isaiah goes on to say even more, it's not so much that God desires us to just simply be servants, but he elevates us to be full members of the household, to be people in relationship with him, to be part of his family, the identity that we have of being children of God, beloved sons and daughters, that's given to us. It's not something that we have accomplished for ourselves. It's not something that we have been able to make happen for us, but instead it's about the grace of God being transformative being what sanctifies, being what makes us new. And so as we acknowledge this time of grace, this movement of God that doesn't leave us the same but continues to transform us again and again, we acknowledge that the love of God becomes life-changing life renewing, and that God in his grace heals us and helps us and makes us whole. In the gospel passage today, Jesus is seen by John the Baptist and is named as being the one who is to come, the Savior, the Redeemer. John the Baptist was baptizing and having people acknowledge their sins. They were making an appeal to the mercy of God. But when John the Baptist points and says, Behold the Lamb of God, he's also saying, This is the one who is Lord, Savior, and Redeemer. This is the Messiah. This is the one who can forgive our sins. This is the one who can sanctify, save, and redeem. And so when we encounter this proclamation, this naming, 
It meets us in a context, in a world in which we live, where there's tensions and there's challenges around that. For us to be able to name our faith, for us to be able to acknowledge the family, our, our human family, but also the family of faith in which we are formed and shaped and help and assist each other in living our Christian life. We live in a world that doesn't make space for God, that doesn't really have a lot of respect for having faith be a part of who we are. We live in a world that tends to get busier and busier and tries to encourage us with opportunities to seek after everything else and to give God the leftovers, or if we get busy enough, to just simply put God aside and ignore him, or maybe even push him away. We live in a society and in a world that exalts and overemphasizes individual achievement doesn't mean that we shouldn't celebrate the moments and times that we have, but in the exaltation of the individual, we don't necessarily have the time to be able to live in the truth and the fact that we belong to a family, that we belong together, that God has called us not to simply be uh, on our own, but he forms us into a household and into a family of faith. And we become challenged by the different priorities that the world gives, how the world names success. And yet, we get reminded, even when we fall short, even when we don't get everything right, that God's grace becomes a renewing within us again. Part of that naming of Jesus as the Lamb of God, as him being the Lord, the Savior, and the Redeemer, it means that even when things aren't perfect, we fall short, things aren't exactly the way that we would hope, instead of insisting that we have to fix everything ourselves and that we are only the sum of our own accomplishments. When the prophet Isaiah says that God desires to be our strength, and when St. Paul says to the community that he knows and that he loves, that the community are those who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, it means that the grace of God doesn't write us off or exclude us, but the grace of God invites us. The love of God renews us. And Jesus' sacrifice, his suffering and dying for us, redeems us. The grace doesn't leave us stagnant, but we continue to become changed. And again and again and again, the grace of God renews us and strengthens us and invites us more deeply to live in the love of God. So as we consider where we are today, as we 
hear the proclamation that John the Baptist testifies and says, this is the Lamb of God, behold the Lamb of God, this is Jesus, Messiah, Savior, Lord, Redeemer. Do we focus our hearts on him? Do we let the Lord be the strength that he wants to be? Do we share our hearts? Do we share our lives? Because God doesn't want to be distant and generic or impersonal, but he wants to speak with and walk with and accompany each and every one of us because, of that, because that grace and that love that we receive is personal and it draws us, each of us, into that gift of communion, the gift of being together, of part of the household of God. So as we hear the invitation to God's grace, as we let the Lord's love wash upon us and renew us, we pray today that we would be strengthened by the sacrifice, by the Eucharist that we receive, by the grace of God that's outpoured among us, and that we could help and encourage each other as a family and as a community of faith to live the life that we have, to live as true witnesses, proclaimers in our world, so that we too can say, this is Jesus. This is who is most important in my life. This is the one who gives order and structure and purpose and meaning to all that I am and all that I seek and attempt and try to be and to do. We let the Lord, we let Jesus be Lord. We let Jesus be our Savior, our Redeemer. Amen.